Every hand lifted to him right now. Come on. Come on, old him. Hallelujah. Let's go. Let's worship him. No keyboard, no instruments, just the voices. Hallelujah. Come on, lift those voices to heaven. Hallelujah. Give him the honor that he's due this morning. Come on. just five that is desperate for the touch of heaven let this be our morning as you stand here I want you to close your eyes and lift your hands to heaven and hear me the anointing of God is about to fall and the anointing is a yoke destroyer whatever you need the anointing will never embarrass you you can receive from the anointing of God this morning healing is about to flow
Deliverance is about to come. Shackles is about to be destroyed by the power of God. Every demonic oppression and possession is about to go in Jesus' name. For the anointing of God is about to flow like a river. And it will touch those who are hungry, desperate, and thirsty. And say, Lord, if you start, start with me this morning. Start with me and my household this morning through the anointing of the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' mighty name. I take authority, Lord, in this building. I take authority. Your word, Lord, is the highest power. Lord, whatever your word says, we will have, we will experience in the name of Jesus Christ. So I command every doubt and every unbelief to go in this place right now in Jesus' mighty name. Every sickness, you are illegal in those bodies. I say sickness, come out in Jesus' mighty name. Let God's people go. I don't care what the doctors have told you. I'm here telling you, Dr. Jesus says that by his stripes, you are healed. You are healed. You are healed. So you better believe it. You better receive it in Jesus' mighty name. Come on, if you're excited in this house, would you give Jesus a great shout of praise? Come on, find five people. Find five people and tell them you better get hungry for the Lord this morning. Come on, come out of your seat and find somebody. Find somebody and say you better get hungry this morning. Thank you, team. Thank you, guys. How many of you are excited that you have come to the house of the Lord? All right, there's five of you that's excited. I don't know where the rest is. Let me ask this again. How many of you is excited that you have come to the house of the Lord this morning? I think that we're going to get right into the Word of God, and then before we do the offering, I'm going to get right into the Word of the Lord. And I want you to, to listen to me. The Word of God can change you today. Can change your household today. Oh, I'm speaking to, I'm speaking to at least the five. Where's the five people that I came to preach this morning? That the Word of God can change you, revolutionize everything in your life. I want to speak to you quickly on the anointing of God, just briefly. And I want to show you something from the Word of God. People don't realize this, that the anointing that you sit under, you must partake in. Okay, I'm going to say that one more time. Maybe, maybe you'll catch it. The anointing you sit under is what you have to partake of. In other words, if you sit under an anointing of God that believes in miracles, you, believe, you, know, you have to walk in miracles every single day of your life. Basically, you wake up in the morning and you expect a miracle. Come on, you wake up in the morning and you, and you want to see God move because you're so firm in your belief that God is a God of the supernatural that you don't want anything else. You know, this is why you have to, you have to get into a church that believes the Word of God. Because if you sit under, under an anointing that doesn't believe the full word of God, you will not have the full benefits of the word of God. Come on, can I hear an amen if you're still awake in this building? You see, people don't understand this. The anointing is rubbing off. That's what the anointing does. It's supposed to rub off. Tell your neighbor, it's rubbing off. That's what the anointing is supposed to do. Now, you will find out if you study the scriptures that when Elijah was anointed by God, Elijah paid a price for the anointing. Hello? But the Bible says that when Elisha came in his place, the only price that Elisha had to pay was following, observing, and serving. He didn't have to go through all the hell. Now, what people don't realize is this, that when, when somebody with a great anointing dies, the anointing does not die with them. The anointing is available on the earth today. 
I'm telling you this right now. This is what you need to understand. When Elisha died, the anointing didn't die with him. How many of you remember what I said the other day? That when the dead man touched his bones, that he was revived. Because the anointing does not die. The anointing is available. But did you know that the anointing is a yoke destroyer? The Bible says if there's a yoke, the anointing shall destroy it. Come on, that's God's power upon a man's life that will destroy the yokes. Come on, of single, every single bondage, that whatever it might be, it's available for you this morning. So the only price that Elisha paid was this, that he had to follow the servant of God for 13 years. Now I'm telling you this, that I believe that in every generation God puts a man or a woman that says, Lord, before you take me from the earth, let me show your power to my generation. Come on, God raises our people with something in the spirit man that will shake the gates of hell for the generation. It, it, come on, I'm speaking, to, I'm speaking to somebody. He raises them up that says, Lord, I will not be like this world. I'll be different. I'll be mocked. I'll be spoken about. I'll be lied about. I'll be hated. But I'll stand, Lord. And with the help of the anointing of God, I will shake territories for God's kingdom. And so God is looking for those people, and he found Elijah that says, I'll be the one. I'll be the prophet that will be hated, but I'll speak the word of God. And he did that. And God honored him. I want to be honored by God. Even if man can't honor, as long as God can honor, God honored him. God honored him so much that he said, on my word, it will not rain. That's how much God honored that man. Woo, I want to be like that. Let me tell you how much God honored him. That he didn't even taste death. God took him. God took him. That's how much that man honored God. I want to be that one in my generation that honors God. I know these people in this building that says, I want to be the one for my generation. How many of you say, I want to be the one in my family? Come on, I want to be the one in my family. I want to shake, I want to shake the kingdom of darkness. I want to populate the kingdom of heaven. How many of you is in this building? It says, I want to see signs, wonders, and miracles in my family. Come on, when the doctor says that there's a family bloodline sickness, you will be the one where it stops at. Come on. When, when, when your whole family has mounted up to nothing, you will be the one who sets records. Come on. Who breaks barriers for your family. How many of you believe that, by the way? But Elijah paid the price. And Elisha came on the scene. And the only thing that happened, how many of you remembered what I told you? The mantle fell on him. And Elijah just kept walking. And here comes Elisha. And he says, man of God, hang on, hang on. I've got a business. I've got a family. Let me just quickly go and say goodbye. And Elijah said, what do I have to do with you? Maybe I've got the wrong guy. Maybe you don't want it as much. Maybe you're not as desperate as I used to be. Maybe, you, you know, maybe, maybe I'm with the wrong guy. We all know what happened. He, he made a sacrifice. Elisha, the first thing he did, sacrifice unto God, gave away his business basically. And he followed the man of God for 13 years at least. And the only thing that he was doing, observe him. I want to see how this man prays. I want to see how he performs miracles, signs, and wonders. Because you have to understand, there's miracles that Elijah and Elisha did. It was very close to the miracles that Jesus has done. Very close. They multiplied food. They raised the dead. They split waters. They, I mean, these men were men of power. But Elisha did not do any miracle while Elijah was alive. The only thing that Elisha saw, he saw the God of Isaac. He saw the God of Jacob. Come on, he saw the God of Joseph. He saw, that's what they, he observed through a man, through the anointing of how God can work with signs, wonders, and miracles. Is everybody still here? And so the Bible says this eventually when Elijah left, when God took him, 
Elisha started seeing miracles twice as much as Elijah. Why is that? Because one man in his generation paved the way for the next to come. So the one man fights all of hell while the next generation steps in to what the previous generation has prepared for them. Now they observe, they observe, they observe, they observe, suddenly starts to speak like him. I love what happened, and I'll, I'll get to the scripture just now, but I love what happened when Elijah went up in a whirlwind. The, man, the mantle fell from the sky. Elisha picked it up and rolled it up. Walked towards the Jordan, and he smited it, and he says, where is the God of Elijah? What a spot. And so suddenly the God of Elijah operated through his life. But then this man had a servant that he raised up. Gehazi, say with me, Gehazi. Gehazi was next in line. But Gehazi's spirit, character, was not in alignment with the power. And I want to speak to you on this very briefly. If you study this, you can actually read this with me. Second Kings, if you have your Bible, Second Kings, chapter 5. It speaks about Gehazi. Now, Gehazi was the man, you'll, you'll find out, Gehazi was the man that when the widow's son died, Elisha sent him with his staff and said, go and raise him, and he could not raise him from the dead. Gehazi was a servant of this prophet of God. Basically, he was doing for Elisha what Elisha has done for Elijah. Are you here? Are you still awake? So let's go to the scripture. Second Kings. Now, Naaman, commander of the army of the king of Syria, was a great and honorable man in the eyes of his master. Because by him the Lord had given victory to Syria. He was also a mighty man of valor, but a leper. And the Syrians had gone out on raids and had brought back captive a young girl from the land of Israel. And she waited on Naaman's wife. Then she said to her mistress, if, if only my master... Were with the prophet who is in Samaria, for he would heal him of his leprosy. And Naaman went in, and he told his master, saying, Thus and thus, said the girl who is from the land of Israel. And then the king of Syria said, Go now, I will send the letter to the king of Israel. So he departed, and took with him ten talents of silver, six thousand shekels of gold, and ten changes of clothing. Just by the way, if you just look at the, the silver and the gold in worth, it is about, let's call it about 70,000 U.S. dollars. That's without clothing. That's what he prepared to take to the man of God. And it goes on to say this. Then he brought the letter to the king of Israel, which said, uh, Now be advised, when this letter comes to you, that I have sent Naaman, my servant, to you, that you may heal him of his leprosy. And it happened, when the king of Israel read the letter, that he tore his clothes and said, Am I God to kill and to make a life? That this man sends a man to me to heal him of his leprosy. Therefore, please consider and see how he seeks a quarrel with me. So it was when Elisha, the man of God, heard that the king of Israel had torn his clothes that he sent to the king saying, Why have you torn your clothing? Please let him come to me and he shall know that there is a prophet in Israel. And then Naaman went with his horses and his chariots and he stood at the door of Elisha's house. And Elisha sent the messenger. To him saying, go and wash in the Jordan seven times and your flesh shall be restored to you. And you shall be clean. 
But Naaman became furious and went away and said, Indeed, I said to myself, He will surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God and wave his hand over the place and heal the leprosy. Are not, uh, not, not the Abana and the father of the rivers of Damascus better than the rivers of Israel? Could I not wash in them and be clean? So he turned and went away in rage. And his servants came near and spoke to him and said, My father, if the prophet had told you to do something great, would you not have done it? How much more then when he says to you, wash and be clean? So he went down and dipped seven times in the Jordan according to the saying of the man of God, and his flesh was restored like the flesh of a little child. Pause there and hear me quickly. Here goes Naaman. He takes money, silver, gold, and he takes clothing. And he said to him, he made up his mind. He says, when I get there, this, this prophet, this servant of God, will come out of his house. He's going to stand in the doorway, and he's going to call upon the name of the Lord. Come on, he's going to do this whole, whole um, you know, this whole ritual, but this whole, you know, how we put God in a box. He's going to wave his hand over my sickness, and then the sickness will disappear. But when he came to the house of Elisha, the servant of God did not get out of his room. He only spoke a word. He said to his servant, tell him to go and dip himself in the Jordan seven times. And Naaman became angry. Now let me explain something to you. This is what Christians forget. That they do the same as Naaman has done. The prophet, the servant of God says, here is the word of God. You will not die. You're going to live. And they get offended. Because in my small box, I wanted him to pray for me for at least two hours. I wanted him to come to my house. Come on and baptize my cat. I'm speaking to somebody. They get so mad and say, that's not the servant of God. Isn't he supposed to cry out for days before he's God? And do you know what they do? They forfeit the anointing. They lose the power of God because they put God in the box. This servant of God says, I don't need gimmicks. I don't need traditions and rituals. I know my God. I know the power of God upon my life. You see, this morning, you better listen to this preacher. You don't need much but the word of God. And I'm telling you here, right now, the anointing is about to hit you, hit your family. Hallelujah. He became angry. Christians does the same thing. If we don't see that man operate like I want him to operate, then it can't be God. Are you listening to me? They want you to pray. The only thing that this servant knew was how to recognize the voice of God. You don't get out of your room. You just speak the word. Let me, let me explain something to you. The highest authority today is God's word. You didn't hear me. Not how you feel, not what you go through, but the, if you can have the word of God in you, you've got something to fight the devil with. The word of God cuts. I'm, I'm telling you, it cuts, it pierces, but it changes. Tell him to go and dip himself seven times in the Jordan. What do you want to tell me? I came all this way. I flew in from all this way. And this guy, didn't, he's not even coming to me to greet me, to throw out the red carpet. I even brought him money. But I love what Elijah did. Keep your money. I don't want your money. Woo. Now, I'm going to quote this very quickly. The man was healed because his servant, Naaman's servant says, hey, didn't you hear the prophet speak? 
Now, let me, let me tell you in this way. It's like the husband gets angry at this preacher. And then on the way home, the wife says, hey man, didn't you hear God speak? What's wrong with you? And then suddenly there's a breakthrough and a miracle. This is what happened here. Naaman's servant said, hey man, what will you lose just to do what he tells you to do? You're about to die now. But the man of God gave a word. If you can, if you can just obey the word. It's as simple as that, Christians. You just have to obey the word. I'm telling you here right now, forget how you've been taught through your Christian traditions. You don't need long prayers. The prayer of faith avails much. When a man and a woman of God starts to pray by faith, nothing is impossible. I'm telling you this right now. It doesn't matter what the devil does to you. You have the word of God and say, devil, I'm here telling you in the name of Jesus, this is illegal. You don't take it. You grab the word of God and say, I've got a word. I want somebody to shout, I have a word. Come on, I have the word. Christian tradition wants you to do certain stuff. Do what God tells you to do. If I'm telling you this morning, it's time to run seven times around this building. Don't ask questions. Get up. Get your dancing shoes on. Start running by the power of God. So suddenly, Naaman comes out of that water. The Bible says his skin is like a baby's skin. Absolutely clear. He says, take me back to the prophet. Take me back to the man of God. Comes to the man of God. He says, man of God, look. Elisha didn't wake up and say, oh, Wow. I can't believe it. There. I told you it will happen. Because we live in the supernatural. Then he says, I brought you some money, some gifts. I don't want it. You serve foreign gods. No anymore, he says, from this day. I'll serve your God. There's no other God <laughs> besides your God. From this day on, I know that there's a God of Israel that does not sleep, nor does he slumber. I know that when you cry to him, he listens to you. Come on. And he heals every disease and he provides. Woo, hallelujah. But please just take something. I don't want anything. Goodbye. And he went on. But here's Gehazi. He runs after the chariot without telling Elisha. And he lied to Naaman. He says... Stop. He changed his mind. There's some prophets that came back. They need clothing. We need some of your silver. Because Gehazi, his heart was wicked. Now you better hear me right now. He saw the power. He saw the miracles. He saw the glory of God resting upon a man. He was supposed to be next in line. You better hear me. I'm speaking to somebody right now. Elisha sowed into Elijah's life. Into that anointing. He paid the price for the anointing. Gehazi was supposed just to step in. Into what somebody else has paid the price for. But he forfeited the anointing of God because of greed in his heart. Too many people. You mess where God is, is supposed to take you. Because you forfeited the anointing. You get mad because I'm going to just say it as it is. People want to go to a church. Where they don't hear about sin. They want to hear about how good they are. And how much God will bless them. Don't challenge me. I don't want to be challenged. I want to sit and I, if I have a drinking problem, I want to be able to drink. I don't want to hear a preacher tell me, stop your drinking. Stop your cursing. Stop your smoking. Come on, stop your lying. I don't want to hear that. I want to be all cozy. Lest I get offended. And what you don't realize is, 
You were under the anointing of the Most High God, and yet you forfeited it because your heart is not after God. We miss the anointing. Therefore, these people that sits week after week, month after month, same cycles. Same cycles. Because where God has brought them, it's no honor. They don't realize that God has placed a man in our midst that has the word of God in him. I would rather get offended. I would rather get mad at him. They tell us, you want to see your church grow? Stop allowing the Holy Ghost to move. I don't want that. I want him. I want his power. I don't want anything else. I said to the Lord last night, if I can't have you, I don't want anything. Am I speaking to somebody this morning? Stop forfeiting the anointing for greed, for money, for pleasures, because we get offended. Man up and say, I need to change. Something in me, Lord, needs to align with you. You know what happened? Naaman gives him the money. He runs back to Elisha. Elisha says, where did you come from? He says, I was nowhere. Then what Elisha said is so powerful. He says, don't you know that my heart has been with you? Ooh. You've seen the miracles. You've seen the power. It was the same man that stood on a mountain and says, Elisha, look at the Syrian army surrounding the mountain. Elisha said, Lord, open his eyes. Let him see what I see. Come on, when his eyes, eyes opened up, we saw chariots of horses. Same guy. But yet he lied. He said, uh, you know, I've been here all the time. He says, don't you know my heart has been with you? Don't you know that the Spirit of God sees all things? Then he said something. He said, let me tell you now. You better hear me. The anointing of a man comes not because you have been in his service once. It comes through honor. Spending time. Are you listening? Learning. You, you, you need to quiet now. Then suddenly, do you know what happened? It rubs off. It becomes on a man. It clings to a man. Now what the Bible says, Elisha said to him, let me tell you, the leprosy of Naaman will cling on you and your generations forever. You, are you listening to me? He was supposed to have the double portion of the Spirit's power that was resting on Elisha. But yet what he, what he received was not the anointing. It was the curse. You're too quiet right now in this place. This is what happens when you fall for the anointing. Suddenly a curse hits you. And you don't understand why am I walking in circles, but you don't realize God has placed you in a place. To that anointing destroy that yoke. And you know what people do when God destroys that yoke? They forget about him. And I'll, I'll get to that right now. They forget about him. And they go back to where they be. You know, this is why, you know, I don't want to speak against any person, any church, but I don't understand this. People come here to get healed. Breakthrough. Then they go back to the church. Why aren't they praying for you? Why aren't you healed there? No, you didn't hear me. Why don't you receive that breakthrough, that power? We get people coming here. You know, I'm recharging, then I'm going to go back to my church. What are you doing at your church? Why aren't you recharged over there? Because you forfeited the anointing of God. 
Then you wonder why this leprosy, why this sickness bugging your family? Why are you cycle over and over and over? Because God has given an anointing that you did not want to submit under. You wanted to have a feel-good message. You want to be like Naaman, this man has offended me. Who does he think he is? He was supposed to come out and meet me and greet my hand and blah, 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 blah. Let me tell you who this man is. This man is a fire breather, a Holy Ghost for. Do you feel the fire of the Holy Ghost? Every generation has received, I believe in Scripture, if you study the Bible, something through the anointing of the Holy Ghost that delivers their generation. Now, this morning, you've got that. Oh, I'm going to preach to you now. That was just my introduction. Uh, I'm getting there now. Every generation, if you study the life of Moses, David, the rest of them, God has given them something so profound. You know, the, a whole nation was under bondage. But it was one guy that says, there must be more. Oh, are you the one that says there must be more? Okay, I'm speaking to some people. Some of you need some extra doses of faith. There must be more for your children. There must be more for your grandchildren. There must be more for your marriage, more for your ministry, more for your business. This can't be it. There must be more. Uh, come on, you've heard last week and stop settling. You settle. But God says there's more than just settling. Moses says, I'm not going to settle. I might be a stutterer, but I know something in me can change a nation. No, you didn't hear me. You might say I'm the weakest of my family, but I'm here telling you there's something in you that God can use. And this is what he says. He says to Moses, what's in your hand? It's a rod. He says, that's what I put in your hand. Well, that will bring miracles. You see, in every generation, God gives something in your hands that performs miracles and deliverance. Every generation. Here's Moses. He could not speak well. But God says, if you can just get you to a place where you can lift up that rod, I will perform miracles for you. Let me tell you something right now, people. If you just study that, that's not just a normal rod. That's an extraordinary rod. It turned into a snake. It ate snakes. Now you, are you here? It turned into a snake. It ate the snakes. It, 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 it strikes a, a rock and it, it brings forth water. It turns water into blood. This is not a normal rod. He says when you lift it up, there will be miracles. He stands at the Red Sea. How are we going to cross? Lift the rod. I give you something in your hand. Use it. Use your weapon. And he starts to lift the rod. But what most people don't know is everything points to Jesus. Jesus says, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. What he actually said was, the day that they lift up the cross. Hallelujah. Miracles will happen. Lifted the rod. Didn't say anything. The rod spoke. I, I, need, to, I need to get to somebody. The cross speaks. The cross speaks. The cross speaks. Are you the one that says, as for me and my house, I'm going to be the one. I'm going to be the one in my family that, that brings forth breakthrough. I'm the one in my generation. Come on, those who, they will say, say with me, I'm the one in my generation. I'm the one in my family. Come on, I'm the one of the siblings. I, I will do this. Come on, I'll be that one. 
I'll be that one that sees the deliverance and the provision in the hand of God. Because when God gave him a rod, what God was actually saying is, I'm going to provide for you. You lift up the rod, it will happen. Hit the rock, water will come out from it. Come on, I'll turn it into blood. I'll perform miracles. You just lift the rod. Something in his hand. Say with me, something in his hand. That staff was for miracles. Now again, please bear with me. He gives you something, every generation, something in their hands. For, a, for, a, for either a, a weapon, for defense, for protection, or for miracles. Are you still here? The Bible says Joshua had a sword. A God gave him a sword in his hand. How many of you realize this is the same Joshua that saw a man afar and he ran to him, he drew his sword, and he said, are you for me or are you against me? Now the sword speaks about the word of God. The sword of the spirit. You see, people don't realize this, that the sword does a couple of things. It kills, but it also defends. The word of God kills what God doesn't want in you, but it's also your, your defense in the day of trouble and need. Christians don't know how to use the sword. They want somebody else to use the sword, somebody else to quote that sword. But I'm speaking to a people that says, if I can just have the word of God, you don't have to have much. Dip yourself seven times in the Jordan and you will be well. Just the word of God. Most people would have run away. Not Joshua. Joshua said, are you for me? Or are you against me? He didn't even know that it was the Lord. The Lord turned to me and says, you know, I'm Jehovah. I'm the captain of the armies of the Lord. Ooh. You see, I, what I'm going to say now, people might be offended, but this is, a, this is a fact. In order to get where God wants you, you have to get ready to wrestle with God. You have to get ready to be in a fight. If I say a fight, you know, if you would literally fight with God, you're going to lose every single time. I'm speaking to you about those who says, I'm clinging to the word. I'm praying until he opens up. I'm not, I'm not letting go. Come on, I'm not, I don't care how, how weak my body feels. If God says it, I'm going to bang on heaven's doors until God opens up my next. Shout hallelujah. Joshua had a sword. Have you noticed that the Bible says that the word of God is like a sword, not like a feather? A feather tickles. A sword pierces, it divides. This is why I want to tell every single one under the sound of my voice, if a heart message offends you, you are lost. When Jesus spoke the word, they were offended. He didn't say, okay, I'm going to change my message. He told his disciples, do you want to go to? You see, there's the door, please go. Where will we go, Lord? From you. It's the words of life. Because people expect that God's word must tickle. I want, to, I want people to hear this preacher right now. And I'm telling you this, I don't say this lightly. I say this under the unction of the Holy Ghost. In the days ahead, we will see the word of God will pierce like never before. Sinners of this world will look at you and they will be pierced. I said they will be pierced to their soul. Because there's a generation rising up that will not sit on the fence. That will call sin, sin. And say, thus saith the Spirit of God, repent, repent. Or you will likewise perish. It's time that we have men of God behind the pews and say every single, every single government leader that expects people to kill one another, God will take you out. You better hear me. You think that God is going to sit and just look at what's happening in this nation? 
for the sake of the righteous. Mark my words. It's time to say, Lord, I have a sword in my hand. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. Say hallelujah. I think it's time when we cast out that moronic spirit. I can't imagine how the world is going to turn. Because hear me, it's going to flip upside down quickly. But the word of God is about to pierce. It's about to pierce. This church will not. If you come here, you don't know whether you're a man or a woman, I'll tell you. There's only two genders. Male and female. I heard somebody yesterday said, they called themselves a day. I said, yeah, devil. You're either a man or you're a woman. If you don't like what I say, shame. I must have told you what you are. You know, I'm tired, people, of backing down on the truth of God's message. Listen, why do you want to tell me? I want to tell you God loves you, but your sin is taking you to hell. God loves the sinner, but he hates the sin. Finish the car. The sword of his word is about to pierce. Mark my words. They're going to get so angry. How can you say that? How can't they say it? How can you be quiet? Think people go to hell. How can I be quiet? South Africa, I've got a word for you. I'm going to have a conference for South Africa. In this church, we're going to pray. And you better mark my words. God, our Jehovah, is going to turn it around because of us. Because of us. I'll give you the date. I'm going to do a whole week, Sunday to Sunday. And we're going to believe that God is going to turn this nation upside down. And any person, I don't care how high up in the government, that mocks the word of God, God will deal with you like with Herod. Worms will eat you up. People hear me. No longer can the church be quiet about this. No longer can we be afraid of our MPO statuses. Take the MPO. Who cares about the MPO? We need to speak the word of God. And let me tell you, I don't know why I say this now. This was not my plan. I'll tell you when it will change. When South Africa repents. When this nation repents. Then we will see a change. In this nation, the only thing that God is waiting for is what Second Chronicles seven fourteen says: "If my people, who are called by my name, shall humble themselves, come on, turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven and I will heal their land." South Africa, wake up! But so I'm going to announce the date. It will be in this month. And how many of you are going to join it every day? And if you if you're not here, then don't complain. Don't complain about your children's future. I'm doing this for a reason because God said it's time. It's time that we stand on the word of God. It's time that we see the same fire. Ooh, I feel the fire of the Holy Ghost. Some of you are going to have a double dose of the Holy Ghost this morning. Can I go on? David. David had a slingshot. God placed something in his hand. Now, what people say to them, pray for them. Not once did David pray for Goliath. Samson prayed for the Philistines. I can go on. Most Christians today would say, pray for Goliath. No, 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 no. Sit down. Let the men work. 
know, when I was in the world, there was a, there was a song. Uh, help me if I'm, if I'm wrong. The real Slim Shady, please stand up. Would the real Slim Shady please stand up? Can the real men please stand up? Please stand up. Can the real men please stand up? Please stand up. For those who know you men, if you're still confused, please don't. Right, the men. <laughs> we don't pray for Goliath. We take off his head. Can I just say one more thing about the church? I was standing there in the back the one day in, in worship. And I heard the Lord say to me, but I, I know his voice. His voice was not gentle this time. His voice was stern. And he says to me, tell the church, I'm not coming back for a weak church. A church that's leaving with their feet first. I'm coming back for a church blessed. No fear. Powerful. Blessed. I'm coming back for them. So please stop looking at the church as weak. We are not weak. Most of them is asleep. But thank God for Faith City. We are awake. And we will be awake in this hour. Why? Because the king is about to come back for his church. Hallelujah. Can I just say this, say this free of charge? When you stand before heaven one day, he's not going to look at the color of your skin. What he's going to look for is have you been washed with the blood. Amen. We're still caught up with skin color. We are so crazy. In any case, David had a, had a, sling, a slingshot. But, but do you know what I love about a slingshot? It was a weapon to kill from a distance. In other words, that God is giving a generation the resources to see the attacks at a distance. You will pick it up in your spirit before it even happens. Now, you don't hear me. Before it gets to your house, you will know something is up. You will be, you'll be ready in the spirit. You will know how to fight this thing. Amen. Come on. God gave David this weapon to be a deliverer. You are a deliverer for your generation, not an entertainer. Say hallelujah if you're still here. A deliverer. Say with me a deliverer. Now when he took the slingshot, took some stones, five stones, smooth stones. And so, so people wondered... How can a small stone take out a giant? Because what you don't realize is it's not just any rock. It's called the rock of ages. David was just the instrument. He was just standing there. But what they don't realize, the power. I said the power behind that rock. It's called the rock of ages. Every generation has a, something in their hands that God will use to deliver you, your children, and your household in this final hour. Say hallelujah if you're here. Samson. Samson. Imagine Samson. This man was crazy. I like Samson. When I get to heaven, I want to speak to Samson. Imagine this man killed a thousand men with a jawbone of a donkey. I thought to myself, a jawbone of a donkey, now think about this, they, they bind him up, they carried him away, they're going to take him to the Philistines. And the Bible says the Spirit of the Lord came upon him. Now, I, I have a word for you now. The Spirit of the Lord came upon him, and he became powerful, and the ropes, I mean, it broke off like, like this. And right there at the ground, there was a jawbone of a donkey, a fresh jawbone. Now, you better hear me, the donkey was dead, but the jawbone was fresh. Jesus says, behold, I was dead, but I'm alive again, and I live forevermore. 
are you here? I said, are you here? The donkey was dead, but the jawbone was fresh. Jesus says, behold, I was dead, but I live forevermore. And so when he picked up a jawbone of a donkey, a jawbone speaks about speech. It speaks about the word of God. In other words, when, when Samson picked up the word of God and he had the spirit of God upon him, he killed a thousand men. When you have the word of God in your spirit and the Holy Ghost upon you, you can be that deliverer. Say hallelujah. Now how can one man kill a thousand? Let me tell you how. By the spirit of God. Hear me. He kills them. Receives a miracle. Bang. See it. Bang. Bam. After the last one, threw away the jawbone. That's what people do. They get the miracle. They throw away Jesus. I don't need him no more. Do you know what he did? I'm thirsty. Bible says God made a hello in the jawbone. Fresh water started flowing. Jesus says, I am. I am the water of life. Anybody who thirsts, come and drink, you'll never thirst ever again. You see, this is our problem. We get the victory. But we forget him. They throw him away. Elijah, in his generation, he had a mantle. <laughs> if something needed to be done, water spot. Mantle of God. You better hear me. We have generations that God has given them something in their hands that would do what? Protection, bring deliverance, bring provision, perform miracles. But then, but then, came the church. Now you say, I'm going to speak to those who's awake in this place. Then came the church. And the church did not receive a rod. And we did not get the sword. Come on, speak to somebody. And there was no slingshot or a jawbone or just any mantle given to us. But he gave it to Peter. And Peter said, what I have, I give unto you in the name of Jesus. Rise and be healed. Moses could not lift up the rod and say, in the name of Jesus, part. Come on, David could not hit that giant and say, in the name of Jesus, be accurate. But the church, we have the name above every other name. That at the mention of that name, every knee must bow and every tongue must confess. I want to preach this to somebody this morning. I need 10 minutes of your time right now, but I need you to help me preach in this place. You see, I want you to hear me. The Bible says, think about this. God has exalted Jesus. Exalted Him above all things. This means that there's no storm that you are facing that's bigger than His name. There's no sickness, no doctor's report that can make the name of Jesus void. Now, I'm preaching better than you shouting right now. Before Jesus heals cancer, do you know what happens with cancer? Cancer gets a knee. Before he heals your heart disease, he takes that heart and he gives it a knee. What do you mean knee? Every knee must bow. Every tongue shall confess. When the doctor gives you the name, 
you have got this heart disease, you say, thank you, doctor. That means that that's subject to the name which is above every other name. There's a name higher than that disease. When they said COVID is on the earth, I said there's a name. They gave you the name. If it has a name, it is subject to the highest name. You better hear me. No cancer can withstand that name. No disease can I able to stand against the name of Jesus. I'll tell you what will happen after this conference that we're going to have for South Africa. We're going to have people that knows what the name of Jesus means. That when there's an attack, I saw a video in Durban how robbers runs into a church and rob them while the minister is preaching. I said, that day, I will call upon the name above every other name. And you'll see people die instantly by the power of the Holy Ghost. It is time, people, that we live what the Bible says. No weapon formed against you. What he says, it will not come near your house. Only with your eye will you see it, but it will not come near you. You see, people use the name of Jesus as a lucky charm. Everything is attached to names. You know, a woman goes to shops. Most of the time, they don't want to buy anything if it's not a name. Gucci. It's either Prada or it's not a, so. a name. Come on, don't be in church. You can't lie now. The name. Bilabong. Adidas. Hey. If it's not a name, but let me tell you, the name, that's the most powerful name ever, is being mocked around the world. They use his name as a cussing in movies. They mock him. Oh, Jesus Christ. Never use the name of Muhammad or Buddha or Hare Krishna. Always the name of Jesus. Why is that? Have you ever wondered why in every single movie you hear the name of Jesus? Because Muhammad is not afraid. If they have to say in the name of Hare Krishna, nobody will listen. This is why I want everybody to hear me. No man can say in that day, I have not here. Even when you watch a movie, you hear the name Jesus Christ. Are you listening to me right now? Come on, shout hallelujah if you're still here. That name, they mock. Use that name. To cast out demons, to raise the dead, to cleanse the lepers. In the book of Acts, they were begged not to use that name. You see, Church of Jesus Christ, we have a name that we can use. And people don't know how we can use that name. The Bible says this. Jesus says, in that day you will ask me nothing. But whatever you ask my Father in my name, that I will give unto you, so that my Father might be glorified. The Bible says this, in my name, you will heal the sick. You will cleanse the lepers. Jesus says in his own words, in my name, you shall bring stuff that's deadly. It will not harm you. You will cast out demons. You will trample on scorpions and serpents on my name. It shall have no power over you. If Jesus says it, he means it. Now I want you to hear me. Stop looking for your sword. Stop looking for your rod. Run to the name. I said, run to the name. Let me explain to you. In your life, you're going to come to situations and circumstances that you'll have to know how to use that name. And that name, you can say, even the devil can say in the name of Jesus and nothing will happen. 
Because you have to understand what that name means. It's not a name that we use as a lucky charm. It's a holy name. Let me tell you how powerful that name is. When you say Jesus, demons are trembling. Angels are standing on attention. You, you, you don't catch this. This is the highest name in heaven. We, we say Jesus on the earth like it's nothing. When you hear Jesus in heaven, I mean the angels, the elders are falling down at his feet, crowning him with many crowns. When, when you hear Jesus in the realm of the spirit, the gates of hell is shaken. Because there's only one name that they fear. They do not fear your name. They fear the name of Jesus Christ. It's a respected name. It's supposed to be respected. It's a holy name. It's a high name. It's a powerful name. And it's given to the church. Jesus says, whatever you ask the Father in my name. What does it mean when Jesus gave you his name? Power of attorney. So in other words, when you say in the name of Jesus, it is like Jesus himself gave the command. Are you listening to me? So in other words, when it comes to casting out demons, stop doing what the world is doing. And listen to me. You know, for certain ladies, I, I overhear so many women speak about sheen. Okay, how many of you know what sheen is? When I have to cast out demons here, imagine I have to ask, where do you come from? I come from China. What's your name? Sheen. Okay, so don't do that. When, because nowadays, that's what they do. They entertain the devils. Where do you come from? Oh, those who tell me where I come from. What's your name? Gert. Stop doing that. When there's a name, I don't have to ask them questions. Are you thirsty? Eat something to eat? No. Devil, you foul spirit, I command you. I said, I command you in the name of Jesus. Listen them now. Come out. And never return. Done. Heal the sick. He says, in my name, you'll heal the sick. Now, do you know what we do? Oh, Lord. If it be thy will. If not, Lord, let him slip away easily. I was in a church that they prayed for that. Sitting in the green room. I said it before. Let me say this again. Sat in the green room. They did the, the welcoming, and there's a guy that's praying for Brother Joe in the hospital. He said, oh, Lord, heal Brother Joe if, it, if it's thy will. If it's not your will, Lord, let him just die without pain right now. I ran out. I grabbed that mic. I said, Lord, cancel this unbelievers prayer. I said, Joe, I command you in the name of Jesus. Every sickness, every disease, loosen him now. Rise and be healed. Brother Joe is very thankful that somebody with faith prayed. Let me tell you, when you are fighting for your life, you want a man like me in your hospital room. You don't want somebody that's, oh, oh. Let him go in Jesus' name. Amen. You have the name of Jesus to use. You don't have to be attacked by the devil. Now, I want you to hear me. It's illegal for Satan to attack you. When there's, there's an attack, you have the word of God. Say, devil, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Say, hallelujah. Come on, look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor, he's talking to you. Come on, you can do better than that. He's talking to you. 
Listen to this. In the book of Judges 13, 18 and 19. Well, I'm going to read verse 18. The angel of the Lord said to him, well, because if you study this, the scripture, the verse before that, he inquired of this angel of the Lord. Now, who's the angel of the Lord? Jesus. Every time the Bible says the angel of the Lord, it speaks about Jesus. All right? He's the angel of the Lord. So the servant says, what's your name that I might know it? Verse 18 says, and the angel of the Lord said to him, why do you ask my name? Seeing it is wonderful. Seeing it is wonderful. Now the name of Jesus is wonderful. Say with me, the name of Jesus is wonderful. Say it again. It is wonderful. Now I'm telling you, I want you to listen to me. It's time that South Africa use that name. It's time that you, please hear me, walk around the perimeter of your property. Lay your hands on the walls and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I apply the blood. Have you realized the Bible doesn't say plead for your life, plead for finances. He says plead the blood. Now you hear me? Plead the blood. That's the only thing we need to plead, the blood. I plead the blood of Jesus over my property, over my family. Lord, no wickedness, no darkness, no devil of hell shall come near this property. I pray, Lord, that if they come with ulterior motives, that they will see the angels of the Lord. Let their eyes open up. Let them see, Lord. Let them experience the power of God. And let me tell you something. You might sit here and not understand this. In the realm of the spirit, when your eyes open up right now, you will run away, most of you. I was preaching in Malaysia. And there was a young girl that ran out. She started shouting as she ran. I just caught her outside, brought her in, asked her why did she run away. She says, next to me is two giant men. Both sides. Both sides, giant men. Who's those giant men? That's my angels. I said, that's my angels. The Bible says God encamps or surrounds those who fear him. Therefore, I'm telling you, if you fear God, there's a name above every, every name. I said, it's higher than any attack on your life. I pray right now for every farmer of the nation of South Africa. And I want to speak to South Africa right now. Pick and pay does not supply your groceries. It comes from the farmer. If there's no farmer, there's no ice mealy meal, there's no, my God, there's no bread, there's no eggs, there's nothing. Pick and pay does not supply the food. The farmer does. So I want this church right now. If you don't want to do this, sit yourself down. I'm speaking to people who are sick and tired. Sick and tired. Now, hear me. There's not just white farmers in South Africa. These black farmers in South Africa, um, you please, please, don't misinterpret me. I didn't say let's pray for white farmers. I said let's pray for every single farmer in the nation of South Africa. Now, Lord, if I'll be your servant, wherever there's drought, let rain come for them. In the name of Jesus Christ, every attack on our farmers, I break the authority and the stronghold and the agenda of every demonic power over this nation. South Africa, Lord, shall be known as the country of God because of men and women of God in this place. I plead your blood over every farm. I pray every planned attack confuse them. 
Let those enemies stand on one another in the name of Jesus Christ. I cut off that serpent's head by the power of the Holy Ghost. And I say, Jesus, for I know there's people praying all over South Africa, but for the sake of this church, I pray that you'll do it for us, Lord, that you'll raise up a standard against the devil. Every brutality, I cancel that right now. I cancel that right now in the name of Jesus. And Lord, I thank you for Faith City's folks that says, enough is enough. Enough is enough. And I pray, Lord, people in power, that you'll remove them. Remove them with force in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And those who mock my Jesus, you'll meet his wrath. You're too small. You're too small for Jesus. You'll meet his wrath. In Jesus' name. Amen. Please sit down and hear me. I was on the farm preaching. The Lord said to me, pray. There's a farm attack happening right now. I stopped the service. I said, let's pray for this. There's a farm attack right now. I said, Lord, you send your angels. Confuse them. That's it. When the service was done, they called up. They said there was a farm attack. As the people ran on to kill them, they were confused. They turned on one another and ran off because of prayer. So don't tell me prayer does not work. You're looking at a preacher that says, I am fed up. I am fed up by allowing this rubbish in our nation. I'm asking this with, where's the church? Let me tell you, they're too afraid to say anything because they will lose their NPO statuses, government fundings, they will... Please. You know, let me tell you something. You know what the devil does? He's a big mouth. We've got a lot of big mouths. <laughs> it's like the devil. He sends his demons. He doesn't come. Amen? Oh, if I get to you, you'll do nothing. You'll do nothing, brother. There's a name. I said, there's a name. I said, there's a name. I said, there's a name. And it's time when we believe that name is not just, you know, the name of Vessel. I hate that name. Because in America, I'm, I'm called everything. They called me the one day, somebody called me the one day, they said, uh, hello, who's speaking? I said, this is Vessel speaking. They said, oh, hello, Muhammad. I said, where do you get Vessel and Muhammad? Vessel. When I'm in Durban, I'm Vessels. I'm one. This one. I've been called Weasel. That's the one. We've got Weasel to brain. Talking to me? <laughs> Funny stuff. Then I'm West, where, are you Wessel? I'm just Vessel. And my surname, I'm not even talking about my surname. In America, I'm Wessel de Bruin. It sounds like a motorbike. The one guy said, stop, stop. Just call me Wessel. If you get to the boop boop, then you're too far. You're too far. Go back. <laughs> but, <laughs> but the name of Vessel, it's just a name. When you tell the devil in the name of Vessel, he's going, please. But when you say in the name of Jesus, the pito, 
don't say that name. Please don't say that name. But I want to tell you that name is so lovely. That name is so holy. That name saved me from my worst. That name pulled me out of the deepest pit. That name saved me when I was a sinner. Come on, that name gave me. I was, before the service, I went to the, to the bathroom and I walked in. And the Lord reminded me of where he took me out of. And the first thing I said, Lord, it can only be you. Thank you. Thank you for that name. And therefore, I can stand here and tell you that that name is not just a magic name. Oh, it's the highest name. And when you fall in love with that name over and over, and you start to realize I have got the power of attorney. Whatever I say in that name, he will do for me. Whatever I bind on the earth, it shall be bound in heaven. Whatever I permit shall be permitted. Because there's a name above every other name. How can you say, how can you speak about that name of Jesus and it does not get you emotional? Jesus, the most beautiful name. And I want you to hear me. There's, there's parents that they call their children Jesus. Let me tell you, the devil knows Jesus. All right? So hear me, there's only one Jesus. The resurrected Christ that's coming back for a glorious church. Can you imagine wherever you are sitting right now, you, you were supposed to be dead, but Jesus saved you. You're not supposed to be here. You're supposed to be in hell long ago, but Jesus saved you. Amen? Are you listening to me? He, you didn't even chose him. He chose you. This is why there's no glory that you can get. You can't say, hey, look what I've done. You didn't even chose him. He chose you. You didn't wake up one morning and say, today's the day I'm going to become a Christian. No, you were pulled by the Holy Ghost. Jesus saw you and said, you see that one? That one is mine. Amen. Say the name of Jesus one more time. So, one more minute. When there's a situation that arises, pray in the name of Jesus. You see, the Bible says this, whatever you ask the Father in my name. So Jesus says the day is coming that no man will pray to him. You pray through him. So what do you do when you pray? You approach the Father through the name of Jesus. Because the name of Jesus gives you access to ask the Father anything. Because what it means is when you ask the Father in the name of Jesus, the God, the Father, does not look at your shortcomings, your sin. Amen? He sees his son. So when, now hear me. So when I say, Father, I come to the name of Jesus, it's like Jesus himself stands before the Father. That's how the power of attorney works. So what, when you start to pray, you need breakthrough. Pray to the Father in the name of Jesus. Jesus is not the Father. The Father is not Jesus. Are you listening? So you pray to the Father through the name of Jesus. Now hear me. As Moses had the rod for miracles, when you need a miracle, that's the name you pray to. Hello. Protection in the name of Jesus. You always apply that name. I want you to do me a favor. I want you to say that in Jesus. Say it like, no, hear me, don't say your, that name from here. Say that name from here. Then it becomes a revelation to you by that beautiful name entails. Jesus. You know, by, that, by saying this name right now, people are getting healed. Are you listening to me? If you seek, I say to you, Jesus. If you feel hopeless, Jesus. If you're bound, Jesus. If you lost, Jesus. You need a financial breakthrough, Jesus. 
Jesus. Say that name, Jesus. Jesus is that name. The Bible says if we are ashamed of him, he'll be ashamed of us. You know, if we preach the message of the cross to the world, it's foolishness. But to us, it's the power unto salvation. This is why we have to pray that name, Jesus. How many of you in this building has been blessed this morning? Now hear me. God has put something in your hand. If the Old Testament saints were blessed, walked in miracles under the Old Covenant, how much more should we, are you listening to me, walk in the fullness, the blessing, the power of God under the New Covenant? Elisha could not use the name of Jesus. We can. So I want you to hear me right now. How many of you, let me ask you this question. How many of you have been under attack of the devil? Lift your hand. In any area of your life, whatever it is, just lift your hand, okay? Now, how many of you are tired of that attack? Okay, now you're supposed to lift both hands. I'm sick and tired of that. Now, you have a name to use. But you know what the devil wants you to do? Not to use that name. I want people that say, I'm fed up. Jump to your feet and say, in the name of Jesus, devil, this is the last day that you attack me. I want you to pray this from your own spirit, man. Don't even repeat my words. But say, Dale, this is the last day that you attack me. This is the last day. I speak to this mountain. I say, mountain, in the name of Jesus, I command you to move right now. Doors that have been shut on my life, I say, Jesus, to you. Sickness in my body, I command you in the name of Jesus, let me go. By His stripes, I am healed. Every storm in your house, I command in the name of Jesus, every storm, cease right now by the power of the Holy Ghost. Cease. I pray for peace. The peace of Jesus into those lives right now. Peace in hearts in the name of Jesus. Come and lift up that name, Jesus. Say, speak Jesus over your marriage. Jesus over your children. We are the generation that doesn't just have the rod, the joy. We've got everything in one. It's in your hands. It's in your mouth. It's in your spirit. Use it. The Father, I pray according to your word, that whatever I ask you, in the name of your Holy Son, Jesus, I will receive. I pray for your people that the anointing that we've heard this morning shall crush every single yoke. Too many people have forfeited the anointing, the power of God for their generation. But we are taking it back right now. Mantles are not dying. It's not dying, Lord. And we honor what you have placed in our midst. And we pray in the name of Jesus that those, Lord, who are standing under the sound of my voice of shackles and burdens, that it shall be broken right now. If you're under attack, you know the Bible says, call upon the name of the Lord and you shall be saved. I want, wherever you are, I want you to cry out to Jesus right now. Come on. Come on, I want to hear you pray. I want to hear you pray. I want to hear you pray. Be quiet. Don't be shy for that name. Whatever you need Him to do for you is right now. 
Come on, in the next four minutes, His presence is going to fall on us. Oh, precious Lord, we worship You. Jesus is His name. Lord, as we worship You, let an aroma of Your presence fill this house. Let a fresh aroma of Your presence fall in this house. In the name of Jesus, I ask You, and those in this auditorium, Lord, let them smell that fresh aroma of your presence. In the name of Jesus, a beautiful rose of Sharon, the lily of the valley, the rock of ages, the lion of the tribe of Judah, wonderful, glorious, holy and righteous, the king of glory. Yokes be gone in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Touch our lives. Touch our lives. Touch our lives, I pray. Jesus, I give you praise. Hallelujah to the Lamb. Come on, don't stop praying. Don't stop praying. Breakthrough for us in this house this morning, Lord. If I can say it in this terms, it's time to use that rod. Use that jawbone. Use that slingshot. Come on, take a hold of that mantle. Jesus, I give you praise. Wonderful Master. Manto Kibra Manda City Henry. Worship you now. Holy, holy, holy are you, Lord. And holy, holy, holy are you, Lord. Can we just worship him for a minute? Holy, holy, holy are you, Lord. The elders and the angels bow. The elders and the angels bow. The redeemed, they worship you now. The redeemed worship you now. Holy, holy, holy. And holy, holy, and holy, holy, Jesus, holy, 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 Worship you now, holy, 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 are you, Lord. Come on, one more time, let's lift it up to heaven this morning. Holy, holy, holy.
angels they bow the elders and angels bow the redeemed worship you now holy come on I want you to lift up those hands I want you to praise him to the anointing of God don't just sing a song become desperate for him Say, Lord, I'm not leaving like I came. This morning, Lord, the anointing will restore all things. The anointing will not embarrass me. It will not leave me empty, Lord. It will not leave me broken, Lord. The anointing shall flow. It shall work for me this morning. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Holy are you, Lord. The elders and angels bow. Worship you now. Holy, 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 holy. If you need prayer, quickly run to the front. Come on, quickly, you run to the front if you need prayer. Lift your hands to heaven. Lord, those who see in the front, I pray that you will fall on them as your spirit says. The spirit of God has fall upon them in that day. Fall on your people. Let yokes be destroyed, crushed forever. Those who are sick and needs physical healing, I pray that your healing power flow through those bodies. In the name of Jesus, that sickness will bow its knee in the presence of God Almighty. Let your glory fall on us. In the name of Jesus, those in the front, lift your voices to heaven. Cry out to Jesus. Come on, those in your seats, pray with them. Something is about to happen in this place. Lord, breakthroughs, manifestations of your spirit. Jesus' name. Okay, let me tell you this. That what did the Elisha say to Naaman? Dip yourself seven times. What am I telling you? Pray. Open your mouths and pray. Cry out to God. Those who's watching on live around the world this morning, those of you that sick in body, Put your hand on that sick part of your body. And Lord, I release the fire of the Holy Ghost, the fire of your spirit, the healing anointing, the healing power. Let it flow over across the airwaves. Those in the hospital rooms, Lord, that's, that's hearing this message. I command that resurrection power of Christ to flow through your life. What I have, I give you in the name of Jesus. Rise and be healed. 
Come on, church, pray with me. I, I need some prayer warriors in this place. Those of you in the front, the Lord knows your need. He knows why you're standing here. He knows what you're going through. I'm not the healer. Jesus is the healer. I'm just the vessel. So when I touch you, it's not my hand. It's His hand. Let His hand minister to you this morning. Let His power flow through me into those bodies, into those situations. In the name of Jesus. I'm telling you, miracles are about to happen. I heard the Lord say a second wind is coming. A second breath is coming upon you, upon your ministry, upon your life. What the enemy has tried and challenged you is going to pay back. And Lord, I call it forth right now. That Lord season, I see it, I hate the word season, but I see a season of dryness and brokenness and loneliness. But out of it all, God is gathering you right now. And I hear him say, soon you will mount up on wings of eagles. You are looking up. That hour is coming that you will look down and say, look what Lord has delivered me from. I speak to this body. I say, body, hear the word of God. Every sickness attack on this body, I curse it in the name of Jesus. And I command you to be healed from your head to the soles of your feet. And Lord, a new doctor's report. Wherever she puts her feet, it's already her territory. In Jesus' mighty name. I'm just doing what he says. Expansion is coming. Get ready. God's about to blow your mind. Stay faithful. Stay faithful. You said, Lord, when is my time coming? Your time is now, woman. For the Lord has heard the cry of your heart. Devil, you've lost again. The healing power of the Lord flows through this body right now. In the name of Jesus, come on, lift those hands to heaven. Lord, as I touch them, let it be your power. Let it be your power. Whew. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Spirit of God. Touch them this morning. That's the power of the Holy Ghost. Just receive whatever you have come for. Thank you, Jesus, that they will never be the same again. Lord, as I touched them, I heard doors swinging open. And Lord, I thank you that they will walk through those doors that has been ordained by God Almighty. Peace that surpasses all understanding. Touch them, Lord, with your mighty hand. Let your miracle working power flow. Let healing go, Lord. Touch them, I pray. Touch them, I pray. Thank you, Lord. Not by might, nor by power, but by your spirit. By your spirit. By your spirit, Lord. I give you praise. Touch them, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Touch them, Jesus, with your mighty power. Heal the oppressed. Touch the captives, Lord. Those in your seats, lift your hands to heaven quickly. Touch Faith City, Lord. Come, lift your hands to heaven and receive with me. Touch Faith City this morning with your power in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Come, those in your seats. Let your fire fall. Let your fire fall. Lift your hands, those in front of me. Lift your hands to heaven. How many of you in this place? I want the glory of God on my life. I want His fire. Cleanse me. Heal me, Lord. Set me free. 
If you want it, it's here right now. It's here right now. Receive it. You in the middle block, lift those hands to heaven. Father, in the name of Jesus, whew, let your glory fall. I feel the anointing being pulled out of me. Lord, let it manifest your glory in this house. Come and pray quickly, guys. Lift those voices and pray. Pray, 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 pray. Fire from heaven, Lord. Set us a place for you. Let us burn. Woo! Fire of the Holy Ghost on his life. Thank you, Jesus. Fresh fire. Fresh fire of the Holy Ghost. Upon our lives this morning. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Whew, the anointing is not for self, it's for God's people. That's your people, Jesus. Let's go this side. Thank you, Jesus. That's your people. Whew. As the anointing flows, whatever it touches will grow. Jesus, mighty name. Thank you, Lord. That's this baby, I pray. Put your hand be upon that child. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus. Touch these people with your glory. With your glory. See, God is looking for a people that will carry that glory. It will honor the power of the Most High God. We love you, Jesus. Lift your hands to heaven. Lord, thank you for today. We love you with all of our hearts. There is no one like you. Thank you for your healing presence, for restoring, and for making us know that there is a name above every other name. And I declare this that the Lord blesses you. He keeps you. May he make his face to shine upon you and give you peace. Jesus mighty name and the people of God said amen and amen. Thank you. Take your seat for a minute. Thank you Jesus. Touch him. Reveal yourself to him in a mighty way I pray. In Jesus name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Two things that we're going to do. Number one, join the person's hands next to you. We're going to pray for Israel. Father, I pray for the nation, your people, Israel, that you'll bless Israel. Your word says, I will bless those who bless them, curse those who curse them. But Lord, let it be known that we as a ministry, we bless Israel. We thank you that your peace will reside upon the nation of Israel, that Israel will prosper and be in peace in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Father God that you will work miracles among the Jewish people and that they will come to the full knowledge of Christ Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name. Come on, say this with me, Lord. I release a blessing towards Israel and your people. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. And then we're going to take up the offering for the morning. As you know, the details are already on the screen and uh, I'm going to give you an opportunity to sow your seed. Now, if you have not yet heard 
that uh, we are going to America again. Now, I want to, before you get your seat ready, I want you to listen to me quickly. You have to understand the, the vision of Faith City. Faith City is not just a local church. It's not. We reach the world. Everywhere, all over the world. I mean, there's so many nations that's getting in and that we're visiting and preaching and etc. etc. A lot of a lot of churches cater for the local church. So whatever they do is for local for the local church. But Jesus says in his words, go into all the world and preach the gospel. Now my 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 main ministry, my main focus is not a pastor. I'm not a pastor. I'm an evangelist. Evangelist. Traveling. Apostles can travel, pastors can travel. I'm not a pastor of art, I'm not. So I'm, I'm traveling in the, in the world to preach this gospel. This is why we have the blue bucket. And so I wanted to share this because a lot of people don't realize this, that you can't go internationally, but your seed does. Your seed does. You know, we've reached more than 80 nations, far more than 80 nations already. I think I'm going to be back in, in America for my eighth time. Now, people ask me, why so much to America? I, I'll be blunt to say this. Our ministry is too big to run from South Africa, we can't. Financially, the rent doesn't, you know, wherever I go, I travel to, it's on our own expense. We don't go to churches and say, I, I want this amount of money before I go, never. Every time I go any place, I pay my own airfares, my own, my own hotel rooms, my own food, I put no pressure on the churches. That's, that's what we do. We travel around with, on our own expense. But reaching the world, television, everything, I pay in dollars. You, I can't pay in rent. It's 18 times more. So what the Lord spoke to me years ago is to establish our office in America. And obviously this is our headquarters. This is where we are. But America, going there and preaching across the nation helps me to, to, to do more for the kingdom of God. Unfortunately, I'm not speaking down on the rant. It's just a fact. It's just a fact. Everything is more expensive over here. Everything. And so to travel, going there, it's 18 times more. God, 18 times more. So if you have never traveled there, then you can't say amen now. But it's it's very expensive. And what, so why do we do it? Souls. What's one soul worth? Souls. And so I just want to say this with love. If you don't do what God tells you to do, God will get somebody else to do it. But he's going to get the job done. So, and there's a, there's a race in my heart. I don't know how many of you feel it. My heart is racing because of the times that we're in. Times is over. If you think that, if you think, now I'm not the one that says, you know, I put a date on it, but I'm telling you, if you think five years is a long time, let me tell you, in the twinkling of an eye, we'll be out of here. And again, if you don't believe in the rapture, stay here. I'm going. I'm out of here. So we have to preach Jesus to this world. If you watch the news, you'll understand why I have to preach. Why? Because Jesus is the only answer to the world. And so when I go to America in the end of September, I'll, I'll do a lot of TV interviews. That's television networks that's got a hold of us, saw our ministry. And so we're going to do a couple of those things, preach to a couple of places, just shake the, the kingdom of God. I pray that God will, will stir up a faith city in America. I really, I really do. Because... We need, we need a, a, the heartbeat of faith city is we preach the truth. If I pacified people, I was now busy building a, a whole bigger church down there. Because there would not be enough space for people to be in this. I promise you this. But because of the truth, people don't like the truth. But the truth is needed in this hour. And there's a, by the way, there's a group of people that says, give me the truth. 
Let me tell you something. Some of my partners, do you know what they tell me? The reason why I sow to your ministry is because of the truth. Because you, you, you refuse to, to pacify us. You hit it hard with the truth. So I said to the Lord, well, something works. Because either you know the truth or you don't know the truth. But we need the truth in this hour. Are you listening to me? This doesn't mean that we don't care about faith city. Faith, I mean, everywhere we go, we represent faith city. Everywhere we go, we represent faith city. So we're going to honor the Lord of our finances this morning. We give unto God our tithes, our offerings, whatever God has put in us. If you give grudgingly, please. If you sit here, maybe you come from another church and you hear, you know, they just take my money. Did you know that Jack Barrow took your money yesterday? <laughs> Nobody bats an eye. Amen. I, 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 if you want me to run to the front, I'll jump from the stage. You can catch me. I, I can do that. Just make sure you catch me, okay? I'll do the same thing. I'll grow a mullet if you want me to. Hit the walk. Yay, yay. <laughs> okay? Leave the baby down. This is leave the baby church. <laughs> thank God I'm safe. Oh, thank God. I looked at it and I said, Lord, that was me once. Ah, yuck. Jeez, can you imagine? Come on, every one of you sitting here, you got a song that you remember. Oops, if you hear it. Oh, that's great. Amen? Well, let me tell you, I always make jokes about country songs. How many of you like country? Be honest. Country. Have you realized when you play country, every time the cowboy loses his wife, the dog is mad at him, the dog left. And when you play it in rewind, the woman is coming back, the dog is coming back, everything is coming back. But you put on country music, come on, it brings some, you feel so much like it. Amen? Not the rubbish that they do today. But I don't know why I say this. Somebody, any case, let me just put on the pastor jacket again. Any case, we're going to take up an offering for the work of the Lord today. And uh, how many of you know that? How many people were there yesterday? They had the dump. Why? Thousands. Thousands. Look around. Now you ask me, why is it in South Africa the way it is? That's the reason. We've put everything above God. Everything. We use Jesus like the jawbone. I got the victory. I forget about Him. But, so I pray at least from the 25th of August that we're going to start with this thing for South Africa. And we're going to hit this thing head on because I, I, want, to, I want to ask the Lord a week after that that there must be a, a visible change in the atmosphere for this nation, a visible change. And I, I'm going to, I believe that people will come in from everywhere to be in these meetings. The fire of God will hit South Africa. The highways and the byways, that, that things in your area will just turn around in a mighty way. And mark my words, I pray that it, when after this, that week, that we will hear shifts in our governments. In Jesus' name. If I'm the only one believing that for this nation, so be it. In Jesus' mighty name. So come as the Lord leads you to give blue bucket for the world, brown bucket for the church, urban is in the back.